Welcome to the Open Sourcing Mental Illness Podcast. Each episode is an interview with someone from the tech community that's been impacted by mental health issues. Hello, my name is Joe Ferguson. I'm a board member for the Open Sourcing Mental Illness, a 501c3 nonprofit that's a charity that is focused on changing how we talk about mental health in the tech industry. Today I'm talking with fellow Memphian Jason Charns. Jason, say hello. Hello. Awesome. Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, this was on relatively short notice, too. I put a call out, and you were one of the first people to uh, respond. I'm glad to do it. I appreciate you asking me to uh, to join you. So what uh, I know you have done some speaking for the mental health prompt. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with that. Yeah, so uh, prompt I found online, I think through Twitter, and it really kind of resonated to me. They're a mental health nonprofit trying to uh, do kind of similar things that open sourcing uh, mental illness is doing, which is just make people aware of these kind of issues uh, in tech. And I was like, that's great. So I was like, Hey, do you guys need any more speakers? And they're like, not right now. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, can I do anything else? And so I actually came on at first as a sticker sponsor. And then uh, I was like, cool, whatever I need to help. And then I guess about a year later, uh, one of the main organizers, PJ Haggerty, uh, he put on a conference in Buffalo. And so I went up there and got to speak at that, not about mental health, but actually about Ruby related stuff. And then, yeah, uh, we kind of hit it off from there and I joined the speaker lineup and my first, uh, my first prompt, uh, talk will be in Columbia at RubyConf Columbia in September. Oh, awesome. Excellent. Yeah, I've met PJ at a couple different uh, PHP conferences, and I've met uh, David Shafik is still involved with them, is the mental yeah. health as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've met David several times at, at PHP conferences. Um, if I'm not so, mistaken, I think he was actually at that conference I was at in Buffalo. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't remember where I met Davey at, but I think I'm, I met PJ at either Sunshine PHP or Tech for the first time in Chicago, maybe. It, it, it's been a while. Uh, so you're a Ruby developer. Tell us about what you do and, and kind of how you came into the, the, the different communities. Yeah. Uh, so I started as a front-end developer, uh, a poor one at that, and then picked up a little PHP. And around that time that I was picking up PHP, I started kind of figuring out, oh, there's a thing called a framework. And at that time, it was uh, mostly Cake PHP, if I remember correctly. And uh, Laravel, I think, was just like version 2 or 3, so I started kind of looking at it. Um, but then I found Ruby and Rails, and I abandoned uh, to the, the dark side. And I've been writing Ruby and Rails since 2012. I work for a company now uh, called Lens Rentals. We rent camera equipment uh, out of here in Memphis, and been trying to involve myself in much of the Ruby community as I can. Awesome. Yeah. We actually met through the Memphis tech community. Uh, I believe we met at either a tech camp or one of the PHP meetups or one of the web workers meetups. I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. What was it? Oh, we had lunch um, at QE's that day. Oh yeah. That's Randomly. right. Yeah. Yeah. I was working downtown and I just oh, seen you right, pop yeah. up in the PHP community and that's how I started getting plugged into uh, the tech community here. Awesome, yeah. So let's see what else. 
So what made you get involved with uh, the, the mental health prompt? Uh, or what, what made you want to help out with, uh, with, with a topic like mental health? So I am a struggler of anxiety. I have a general anxiety disorder, which isn't awesome, could be worse, but I also have obsessive compulsive disorder, which makes the generalized anxiety disorder horrible. <laughs> um, so it's something I didn't discover until later on in life that I had. I thought when I was younger that that was just a normal thing that everybody went through. And so when I realized what was going on, it was important for me to share that with other people. Just I'm pretty open about most things. And actually the first time I ever kind of decided it was important for me to share was at a rails conf. It was my first ever tech conference and they had lightning talks and then there was technical error. And I was like, we were just kind of sitting there and they're like, we need somebody to just come up and talk for like 60 seconds. And I don't know what it was because, as I said, I have anxiety, so I didn't really want to get up and speak in front of people. But I did, and I just kind of talked about for 60 seconds how I struggle with anxiety, and I just want people to know they're not alone. And I got a fair amount of response from that, which was really neat and kind of made me realize that, hey, this is something maybe I should be sharing more. And so when I found prompt, it was kind of like molding the two things together. Awesome. Yeah, I... I also suffer from uh, random anxiety issues, among other things, and uh, I can definitely understand where you're coming from, especially in terms of uh, getting up in front of other people and speaking, and that's one of the things that has been my challenge in getting into conference speaking, because I've done a fair number of conference events uh, in in the past uh, several years, and uh, it, it it's always it never gets easier. It, it's one of those things where you think it's going to get easier, but it, it really never does. Uh, so what what would be your advice to somebody that uh, is struggling with with mental health issues and and trying to figure out where to go? Uh, what, what what advice would you have for somebody like that? Um, I can speak to my own uh, circumstances, probably best, obviously. But uh, for me, it was trying to find a safe, someone safe to talk to. And that was a counselor in my case. There are a lot of good counselors here in Memphis. I saw someone who made me not only like realize that I was okay, but that like I was safe and really helps me not only get these anxieties and uh, obsessive habits kind of out in the open, but help me learn to work through them and, I couldn't defeat them, but I could learn how to live with them. And that was probably the most, that was probably the game changer for me was learning how to live with it and realizing that it's not something I can just defeat uh, in my case. And I live, you know, I live a much better life because of it. Yeah. For me, it was, it took me a really long time to, to try to get help because I, I never thought that my issues were bad enough and it, mm-hmm. it took it took seeing ed's uh ed finkler's talk uh open sourcing mental illness uh back in 2014 to really make me aware of how bad i was and, and how not normal what i was going through was uh i i came home and, and told the wife and and she was like yep you have all those things i was like yep i know that now and she was like i've been telling you that for years and i was like yep you have but it still took uh i mean it, it took almost three years 
sorry, it took almost three years for me after that to, to still talk to a doctor about it. I mean, it was just one of those things that I really had to work up to, and I just had things just had to get. I mean, I didn't like have things didn't have to get bad for me to get to get help, but it was definitely a situation where. I, I just want to stop feeling this way and I know there's something that can be done about it. Let's 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 give that a shot because something is better than just nothing and constantly being worried about things. Absolutely. That was that was a point for me. There was a point for me where I was going through a lot of life change and I think one of those life changes was accepting that I had uh anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder and there's a bunch of other life change going on but it got to the point where i was the most independent the most happy i ever like i should be in life and i was still paralyzed uh certain times like couldn't get out of bed so anxious and so yeah for me there was kind of like a, a turning point where if i didn't see someone the rest of my life. I didn't want to keep living like that. So. So how do you feel that, uh, or how have you seen mental health uh, issues in the Ruby community? Cause I know you spent uh, where, where I've been in the PHP community uh, for a really long time. It, it seems like you've been in the Ruby community uh, a good bit. And I know at least locally, you've kind of crossed over into the PHP community a, a good bit, uh, at least the local PHP community. But, uh, have you seen and and how, how do you feel like this kind of mental health issues have been treated in the Ruby community? If there's like if there's one thing to be said about the Ruby community, it's that it's a welcoming community, and so I feel safe there, and I feel that people are they have a great amount of empathy. I would like to maybe see more awareness of it, which is one of the reasons I think prompt was a good thing for me to join. Um, and things like open sourcing, mental illness, things like that. I'd like to see maybe more of that in the Ruby community, but overall I feel like it's it's safe and welcoming. And Though we don't talk about... Well, we do talk about it a good amount, but we don't specifically dive down into actual mental health issues, which I guess I'd like to see a little more of. But Sure. Yeah, that's kind of where Osme and Prompt both kind of are trying to be that voice. And I know several conferences have, have given uh, both of our organizations uh, platforms to talk about. I mean, uh, uh, tons of conferences invite Ed every year to go talk about uh, or give his open sourcing mental illness talk. Uh, I, I know the prompt is very active in going through different conferences uh, and sending speakers uh, to conferences to talk about that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's always good to, good to see that kind of stuff happening. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I guess with uh, Osme, as you call it, is that your your nickname? <laughs> yeah, for it? I I always either say Osme or OSMI, and I can never people. Somebody asked me the other day. I was like, is it? They were like, is it Osme or is it OSMI? I was like, man, it's to me. I look. I'm from the South. It's both. <laughs> right. We'll say whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. That's what I say. Uh, is. So that that was actually my first uh, OSMI was my first <laughs> exposure to this kind of talking happening in our tech community. Uh, specifically, I started following Ed, and that was so encouraging and so freeing. And, like, I've never met Ed. I don't even know that I've ever talked to him, but I feel like I know him. And, like, 
that kind of energy to put off in our community is amazing. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, he still gets kind of he. You can mess with him. I mean, if you you can walk up to him and you can talk to him about like any of these things that he's talked about. He he gets up on stage and he bears a soul, and it's like the most the most humbling thing to to watch. And uh, I I have been shopping a talk similar to that around the conferences, and I'm I'm kind of hoping it gets rejected, and I'm kind of hoping it, it it gets accepted because I'm terrified to write that talk. Sure, but I I feel like I know. I could write that talk and it would help somebody because Ed's talk helped me. But yeah, I, I Ed still gets kind of uh, starstruck a little bit when uh, when people come up to him and, and talk to him about. Uh, or starstruck is probably the wrong word, but uh, it, it's very humbling for him uh, when people come up and, and can relate to the the stuff that he's talking about. And uh, it, it's just only it, it it just reaffirms everything that we're doing with with, with Osme or OSMI or open sourcing mental health, depending. And if you want to get formal, like top hat and coat formal, it's open sourcing mental illness LTD. Ooh, is the that's the five hundred that is the legitimate five hundred one c three. That's what's on all the paperwork. And the only reason for that is because Indiana is weird, and for a nonprofit, you have to have like limited or the LTD or some other designation after your name. I was just about to ask. That's uh, that's not one I hear too often. Yeah, I was like, you know, I told Ed when we were doing this. I was like, man, if we were doing this in Tennessee, we would not have the stupid restriction. Yeah, that's uh, that's fascinating. So I, I have to ask you. Uh, you seem like you've been stepping up a lot in OSMI. Uh, what what's kind of your role these days in that? So I. I am a board member for, for OSMI, and I am directly responsible for a lot of the social media. Uh, we have a ton of volunteers that help with stuff. Um, mainly my role is uh, the social media stuff and keeping track of Ed. Uh, and if I, I wish somebody had told me that keeping track of Ed was like playing a Where's Waldo book that was in black and white. Because that's kind of what like that's kind of what keeping up with Ed is. I mean, screw the Kardashians. We need a keeping up with Ed TV show just so <laughs> I can stay informed. Uh, Ed's a very busy guy, and as of a couple of weeks ago, he's gone full time into Osme now. So I think that has uh, increased my role a, a bit in terms of uh, he's got to have somebody to uh, brain dump to that can kind of keep stuff straight. Uh, so that's kind of my role. I'm also essentially the treasurer for OSMI. Uh, now that Ed's drawing a paycheck, uh, I stepped up to be able to uh, handle all the books and everything. That way, everything's on the up and up, and there's uh, more than one set of eyes on the bank account and all that fun stuff. Sure. Unfortunately, there is this business side uh, to even a nonprofit, and uh, even though we are a nonprofit, we still have bills to pay. We, just, we're, we have an employee uh, of sorts now. So, yeah, there's bank account stuff. And let me tell you, if you have ever been tried or if you've ever tried to get added to a bank account in a different state remotely, that is not a fun process. I could that imagine I could, I, I could probably get a very invasive body search and it would probably be <laughs> less invasive than what I went through to get onto the Osme bank account. It was nuts, but I, I get it, right? I, I get it. It's an IRS right. thing. The banks, uh, they, they have they have to go by the law and everything. I totally get it. But holy crap, that was a long and drawn out process. And in the end, they still didn't ship me anything. They shipped it all to Ed because I was supposed <laughs> to get a little bank card and checks and everything. They, they would all went to Ed. It's like, OK, I, I get it. It's not amusing, but I get it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wear many hats uh, in the Osmo organization, uh, as does Ed. 
uh, as does all of our volunteers. Uh, we have a handful of volunteers. We have a Slack channel that when somebody is really serious about volunteering, they're like, hey, how can I help? We invite them to the Slack channel, and if they come back the next day, they're a volunteer. That's kind of like the uh, if they can survive our sarcasm and how we treat each other in Slack, then they're probably going to be able to help, hang around and, and help because uh, we are notoriously known for being very terrible to each other, especially Ed and myself. And it's all not it's it's all playful. It's not uh, a serious thing. It's all completely uh, defense mechanism of <laughs> making fun of each other, and you know, it's like no, you're a project that needs to be done or something like that. So <laughs> right, uh, Gary also uh, Gary Hawken, uh, another board member, is also very involved uh, in in the sarcasm and the wit that goes around. So that's awesome. If you don't mind, I also have one other question, and sure. that is, uh, so you were talking about shopping out a talk to some conferences. Do you kind of have, I, I assume you have kind of an abstract for that. Would you be I do have an abstract. That? You don't have to share the full thing. You can give me the uh, summary. So the, the title is uh, the tech talk that changed, or sorry, the talk that changed my life wasn't technical, is, is the title of the talk. I thought that was a, a good eye-catching holy crap, I need to at least read the abstract before I reject this talk uh, right. title. So the, the abstract is essentially, hey, uh, I'd like to talk about mental health stuff. Uh, no, not really. Uh, the abstract is much more of, uh, hey, I went and saw this talk at a conference and it kind of changed my life and I'd love to talk about how, why, how and why that, that was. Um, I've submitted it to two conferences so far and I've got one rejection and... Uh, the other conference is they're currently doing talk reviews now, so I might be two for two on, on that talk. We'll see. Uh, as an avid uh, conference speaker submitter, I uh, I hate getting rejections, but the only I way you get you. accepted is you get rejected. So Right. My batting average is very low. Even though I've been to a ton of events and I've been fortunate enough to go speak at a lot of events, my, my average is very, very, very low. It's I depressingly very, low. I very much understand that. <laughs> It's uh, it's tough. It's not only tough to get accepted at conferences. It's even tougher to get accepted at conferences when talking mental health. And yeah, I, absolutely. I don't, I don't think that's like a knock on conferences or organizers. It's just it's a tough topic and it's hard to get in. Yeah, and you also you as a conference organizer, you don't really want to bring this downer of a topic to your event where people are coming to have fun and learn and get this community feeling. And then here's this giant downer of a dude talking about how horrible his life is and how he's like medicated to hell and back. I mean, that's, that's a risky move. And a lot of conferences have, uh, have taken that risk on Ed specifically and, and others. And it's, it's, it's worked out. I feel like it's worked out very well in, in all the conferences I've seen. Uh, I, it's always uh, good feedback back from the audience and a lot of people, you know, opening their eyes to the issues because people who don't have mental health issues are, it's probably wrong to say they're oblivious because I don't think they're really oblivious, but they just, they don't get it, right? They don't understand the effect of it. They don't understand that it is a disease and that it is just as bad as like the flu. It's the flu you're never going to get rid of. Uh, right. it's, it, it's this disease where... Uh, it's the cold that really that, that you have for the rest of your life. Uh, it's just this, this thing that you have to deal with, and it's not only that you have to deal with it. It's like your family ha- has to deal with it. If you have a spouse, the spouse has to deal with it. Uh, if there's kids involved, the kids are gonna have to deal with it eventually. 
right. and even the kids may even have their own issues later on. I mean, it, there's just so much going on in, in that topic that it's kind of hard for a conference to be able to justify that. And I, and I totally get that. I, I don't, I don't uh, hold any uh, ho- hold any bad feelings for any conference that rejects a mental health top- topic. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it also has to be presented the right way. It has to be this positive. This is, you know, this is how I deal with my issues, and I'm trying to raise awareness, not this. Oh, hey, I have these issues, and I'm. This is what. This is just what I have to deal with. You know, that's probably less of a compelling talk to go see than uh, something like what Ed does, where it's and what I'm trying to do, where it's very much a awareness raising initiative, and it's a hey, this is what I suffer from, it's okay to talk about that kind of stuff. Right. I think that's one thing. Uh, so this, like I said, this will be my, my first actual mental health talk. I've given a few te- technical talks now. I think that's the thing I'm most worried about is I don't want to go up there and just talk about me. Like, I want to go up there and talk about everyone else. Like, who's there? Yeah, it's all about telling a story, though. I mean, just like a technical talk tells a story of uh, identifying a problem and solving a problem or explaining how you can solve a problem with a tool, uh, a mental health or a soft skills talk is going to be the exact same thing. You just have to tell that story. Right. Uh, I did I did a talk. My first kind of non-technical talk was at the PHP Cruise last summer, and it was essentially how I got involved in the PHP community and the local tech community. And it was essentially the story of how I fell into all this stuff. And I thought it went really well. And I got a lot of good feedback of the uh, the storytelling needed to be better, which it totally did. I mean, it was my first non-technical talk. So, yeah, it, it's all about the storytelling and, and being able to pace your storytelling and keep it interesting. And it doesn't necessarily have to be all about you, but how, how, how your... Uh, story impacted the others around you and how they could impact the audience uh, mm-hmm. is definitely a great way to relate that kind of story or, or uh, topic, I feel like. Yeah, that's the other side of it is as much as like I don't want to make it about me, I feel like in order to talk about it, I at least have to validate that, hey, I can talk about this a little bit. Like, Yeah, you have to like establish some credibility, right? Because just like in a technical talk, you can come up there and talk about this framework, and you can be like, yeah, I've been working in this framework for 10 years. This is why you should listen to me. And you get up there and do a mental health talk, and hey, I have these disorders. This is why you can trust that I know what I'm talking about when I tell you these disorders suck. Right. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. I'm also really upset that you're not going on Coder Cruise. I know I've told you that. I, but. yeah, yeah. I, I really wish it would have worked out because I had we had a blast. Kara and I went last year to the Coder, uh, the PHP Cruise. It was a blast. I'm envious that you're going, and I'm not. Uh, it, but uh, it worked out that uh, I, I was asked to go to Laracon EU and uh, speak and do a training day there. So that rules. That's gonna be so much fun. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, we're gonna have little under, a little under a week in Amsterdam. So yeah, we're gonna totally go be tourists for a few days. It's gonna be great. I was uh, even though I I only program Ruby these days. I was gonna go to Laracon this year because I went last year and I was like, this is so cool. I uh, but. Coder Cruise gets back on Sunday, and then I'd have to like fly out Monday. I was like, "Yeah, we can't make that work." So yeah, that's exactly why I didn't go to Laracon last year's because I was I would have literally had to fly from uh, Baltimore where the cruise left to uh, Louisville uh, where uh, Laracon was, 
And I was at Lyricon two years ago, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. I, I loved it in Louisville. Uh, I was kind of sad to see it go to New York, but... Yeah, Louisville was cool. Um, I lucked out getting to do that one. In New York, I've never been to, so I was super excited. But, hey, get to go on a cruise. We're taking yeah. the whole family, so... That's, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, that... The cruise was so much fun, and the the uh, the mixture of having a conference on a cruise was was really really cool because it was broke the depending on I guess how the cruise days are and what days you're at sea what days you're doing conference stuff uh, for PHP cruise it was broken up really well where the conference days were at sea so there was like you know that was the best days for conference stuff and then on the days that you were in port you were going off doing excursions with other people that were attending the conference so it was a, a nice mixture of you know, shop talk and, and shop uh, conference experience and uh, just personal interaction and off, not really, all, not really not shop talk, but uh, learn getting to know people at a personal level with their spouses and families and stuff outside of a technical context. Uh, that was really cool. So you're going to have a lot of fun. Have you ever done a cruise before? We did our first cruise last year, and it's okay. the ex- exact same ship we were on. So, like, we're like, okay, cool, we got this. Like, nice, that's awesome. Yeah, I had done. Yeah, we, it had been almost a decade since I had done one, and uh, this was Kara's first one. It was so much fun. That's that's this awesome. Is, this is our first one with a child, though. So we'll see. Oh, he'll wow. be he'll be six months rolling on seven months when we go, and nice. so. We'll, my wife's on all the mommy blogs trying to figure out how to do this. But, yeah, it's a cool idea. So it sounds like uh, you're uh, you're you're doing more speaking and stuff too because you're speaking on Coder Cruise, right? I am, and I'm you're giving... speaking at uh, another conference. You're doing your middle, first mental health talk. Uh, are you doing any other conferences this fall? Uh, so I'm trying my hand at putting on a conference this fall. Ah, that's uh, right. Yes, trying to put on Southeast Ruby. And so far, so well, uh, though I'm embarrassed to admit, I, admit I don't have a, uh, a mental health talk yet. So, Uh-oh. but it, I got time. It's in October, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so doing that, uh, I got to speak at RailsConf this year, which was like, like Mecca for me to awesome. do that. That was cool. So that's really cool. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I always, I always get real anxious before I speak kind of naturally because of all my problems. And I, uh, I have the icebreaker though, cause I used to be so scared of public speaking that in college I actually took public speaking online. <laughs> I think that's cheating. <laughs> it's amazing is what it is. You, uh, I filmed a YouTube video and I just had to get like five of my friends to sit in a row in front of me. And, uh, yeah, so that's my, that's my icebreaker. I always go with to make myself feel a little more safe around nice. speaking in front of people. My my go to icebreaker is that uh, I am an introvert cosplaying an extrovert at conferences. <laughs> you usually gets a laugh or two, and yeah, it's it it definitely helps. Or I just go up and say I do PHP, and people cry or laugh. So <laughs> it's it's either way, right? Nah. Do you do many? Uh non-php conferences i've done a handful uh i did open west a couple of years ago out in uh, utah i've done i did dev space at huntsville the first year uh that they did that uh i've done tech camp here in town which is polyglot <laughs> conference 
I've uh, plan I've submitted and hopefully going to uh, t Dev DevSpace this year again. Cool. Um, I need to uh, I need to try to find more. Uh, unfortunately, I'm somewhat limited by uh, I I need a conference that'll pay you know speaker travel and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that that's always helpful. Yeah. So I'm somewhat limited in what I can do. Like DevSpace, I do on my own. I know because I know they're a small conference there. They charge next to nothing for it, and they're just the first year. I was like, "Yeah, I I don't mind going and and being uh, a speaker on my own dime, especially for the first year, because you always get to say you were, yeah, I was at that conference the first year. That's right. There's just something so valuable about that. So that that was worth going and doing, uh, and also being able uh, being at Huntsville. It's it's really cool because uh, Deal News is based in Huntsville. And they're a big PHP shop, as well as Curse Gaming is. Uh, their the, the PHP stuff they do is all in Huntsville, so they usually have good turnouts uh, there as well. So, uh, and this year I'll have a friend that just moved to Huntsville to work at Curse, so I'll be able to go <laughs> harass a, uh, a friend of mine down there. So, looking forward to that. But yeah, I, I I'd love to do more Polyglot conferences just to kind of get better, and even just to go see you know non PHP conferences and how the, and how they how they roll right you just you know they're always all the conferences are different right my so my actual first experiences speaking at conferences were all non-ruby conferences actually yeah so the first time the first one i think i did was uh code stock in knoxville and i got out there and i was giving a talk on a ruby framework called hanami and, like, I was so excited, and I got there, and they are like, who in here is a C-sharp developer? And the whole audience raised their <laughs> hand, and I yeah. was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's then, a big .NET conference, yeah. Yeah. But it's a polyglot uh, conference, but there's a huge .NET group uh, yeah. in Knoxville. Yeah, it was mostly, I even went to, like, a JavaScript talk, and it was like, okay, here's how we do this in .NET. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Confu is a really cool one I got to go to this year. Yeah, uh, Confu looks really awesome. It's cool, and they they take care of their speakers super well. It was I got to meet a lot of Ruby people and a lot of non Ruby people. It's really cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. There's some cool stuff out there. Awesome. It's hard though because I want to I want to stay in my little Ruby world sometimes. Yeah, it, it's it's nice to get out of that bubble though, and, and meet, yeah. especially when you get to meet people from other communities. Yeah, that I is involved in like watching the Laravel community as I am. Like you would think I just program Laravel, but <laughs> I don't. I program Ruby still. Thanks for taking the time to join us. This has been another episode of the Open Sourcing Mental Illness Podcast.